It's another day, I'm another John, and this is Another Note. Today's edition of Another Note is titled, Wrestling with a Prostitute. Our scripture reference today is Joshua chapter 2, verses 1 through 14. As always, may the Lord add his blessing to the reading and hearing of his holy word. Then Joshua, son of Nun, sent two men secretly from Shittim as spies, saying, Go, view the land, especially Jericho. So they went and entered the house of a prostitute whose name was Rahab and spent the night there. The king of Jericho was told, Some Israelites have come here tonight to search out the land. Then the king of Jericho sent orders to Rahab, Bring out the men who have come to you, who entered your house, for they have come only to search out the whole land. But the woman took the two men and hid them. Then she said, True, the men came to me, but I did not know where they came from. And when it was time to get close to the gate at dark, the men went out. Where the men went, I do not know. Pursue them quickly, for you can overtake them. She had, however, brought them up to the roof and hidden them with the stalks of flax that she had laid out on the roof. So the men pursued them on the way to the Jordan as far as the fords. As soon as the pursuers had gone out, the gate was shut. Before they went to sleep, she came up to them on the roof and said to the men, I know that the Lord has given you the land and that dread of you has fallen on us and that all the inhabitants of the land melt in fear before you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea before you when you came out of Egypt and what you did to the two kings of the Amorites that were beyond the Jordan, to Sahan and Og, whom you utterly destroyed. As soon as we heard it, our hearts melted, and there was no courage left in any of us because of you. The Lord your God is indeed God in heaven above and earth below. Now then, since I have dealt kindly with you, swear to me by the Lord that you in turn will deal kindly with my family. Give me a sign of good faith that you will spare my father and mother, my brothers and sisters, and all who belong to them, and deliver our lives from death. The men said to her, Our life for yours. If you do not tell this business of ours, then we will deal kindly and faithfully with you when the Lord gives us the land. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. What makes a movie or any art form Christian? Does the author or creator need to be Christian? Should there be a quota of Christian words or themes? Is the good guy going to win or does the bad guy have to convert for it to be truly Christian? Another question to ponder is, can art even be Christian? I've seen too many Christian movies. By that, I mean movies that certain Christian groups lauded and commended. I even read the supplementary curriculum that was available for purchase. Most of those movies, though, 
are less Christian and more inspirational. Faith-based, perhaps, faith in Jesus might be at the center of dialogue, but usually a cursory faith. Nothing too wide, long, high, or deep. I like to joke about these Christian attempts to portray faith to the world. I joke because it's the best I can make of them. We don't seem willing to accept art if it doesn't match the Christian label. Has the church become just another marketable group? While I don't know the statistics, I'm sure more than 90% of the audience for these movies is already Christian. That tells me someone figured out a formula we love to watch. We could let art probe deeper aspects of faith and humanity, but we're too used to watching comfortable Christian tropes. In truth, they may hurt our efforts to portray the depth of the Christian faith. That's why this is an important conversation for us. I also want you to learn to reflect more on what represents our shared faith. A rabbi once instructed me about the Bible's willingness to let people be people. The biblical text doesn't buttress the power of God by fabricating perfect believers. Perhaps the text has more faith in God's power than we do sometimes. And it's not just that people in the biblical narratives aren't perfect. That'd be too easy an argument to make. Many biblical characters have their faults on full display and are still lifted as examples of faith. You and I are left to figure out what that says about them and the God they serve. Christian movies don't often offer that kind of opportunity. Many of us know the story of the spies sent to Jericho. The hero of that story is a prostitute, Rahab. The text doesn't tell us that God or Joshua directed the spies where to go. They went first with Rahab. I've always wondered why they ended up there. Does that mean to suggest anything about them? Of course, Rahab serves the people of God in their battle against Jericho and, as a result, saves her family. Through her acts, she also ensures the lineage of Jesus continues. But notice that the text doesn't say she stopped being a prostitute. She could have. Or maybe the need to sell herself went away after Jericho fell. I've heard Christians quickly assume she did stop. She had to if God saved her, the thought goes. There had to be a come-to-Jesus moment for her. To me, that idea stems from our need for the story to conclude in a positive manner, maybe even a Christian way, a perfect way to say the end. But the Bible doesn't offer that to us. What if she didn't change? Well, here we are, left to wrestle with a prostitute that is a hero. Stay blessed. Thanks for always supporting Another Note. This is our daily devotional. I'll keep writing and recording as long as you keep listening and we keep growing. If you ever find Another Note on iTunes or anywhere else podcasts are available, make sure to leave a review so others can join us. The easiest way to connect with me is online at anotherjohn.com. 
God be with you.